G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, here in Australia, of course, we are moving along the lines of what might be happening already in places like the UK and in the US when it comes to this idea of political correctness. Challenges that are upon us so far as a secular-style society. Well, Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch has been across a number of new examples of what's happened in nations like the UK, uh, where there are some political correctness issues that seem to be completely uh, gone mad. Uh, Let's talk through some of the latest examples. Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch joining us once again. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Bill, I think you are one who has been warning for a long time Uh, that changes that happen in the way our society runs will have dramatic consequences. And when it comes to this idea of political correctness, or as some call that, cultural Marxism, there's a certain sense in which uh, those in the UK perhaps are a little further down the track than we are, but uh, if we're not careful, these are the sorts of things that could be upon us. Uh, What are the things you've been monitoring just recently? Well, there's a never-ending flow, isn't there, these kind of stories? I write about them often, document hundreds of cases now, and yeah, I guess you're right. I've been kind of warning for the last 30 years here in Australia, as have others. Uh, In fact, I note that uh, Brave New World by Huxley appeared in 1932, so almost a century of warning there. Uh, 1984 by Orwell, I think, came out in 1949. So a lot of others have been warning uh, what happens when the state tries to run every aspect of your life and represses all dissent, uh, you know, allows no differing point of view. Well, we've even got things now like hate crimes and hate speech and hate thought which I'm not even sure those two novelists use those phrases, but they'd fit in perfectly, and they're quite scary indeed. So, yes, I've uh, documented a few more cases, this time both coming out of the U.K., and they really are shockers, uh, especially what we find happening in Scotland. Okay, let's talk about the Scottish issue, because there are posters that have been displayed in towns and cities all over Scotland, and they're put up by the government, and the wording is very disturbing to you, Bill. Well, it should be disturbing to any person who's got a any kind of love of freedom, of uh, the right to think for oneself, not to be intimidated by uh, the thought police. Uh, But, yeah, there's a whole series uh, that the government in Scotland, along with the Scottish police, have put up these posters all around the country, evidently, uh, beginning with words like dear bigots or dear transophobes or dear homophobes. Uh, here's one of them. Let me just read the words. Division seems to be what you believe in. 
We don't want your religious hate on our buses, on our streets, on our communities. We don't want you spreading your intolerance or making people's lives a misery because of their religious dress. You may not have faith and respect and love, but we sure do. That's why if we see or hear your hate, we're reporting you. End of sermon. Love, Scotland. Uh, It's just, you know, this really is stuff straight out of Brave New World or 1984. Um, If we see or hear your hate, what does that mean? If I quote from the Bible, uh, that's obviously hate. If I say Jesus is the only way to God and uh, Muhammad is not, they all say that's hate. And all these and much, much more are now uh, ordinary Scottish people are urged to go on the lookout to report their neighbor, report their friends, anything that they consider to be hate. And if your favorite football team has lost on the weekend, well, you know, to talk about that uh, with a bit of derision, that will be hate. Uh, you know, it's just absolute madness, shocking, really. And here's an entire country with its government and police force now going around saying we're on a search-and-destroy mission. If you dare say anything hateful, as we define it, uh, you will be in trouble. So today they're being urged to uh, report such people. Presumably tomorrow these people will be deported or put in prison. That's how insane this is getting, and every single Christian or lover of freedom should be utterly shocked by what's happening in Scotland. Well, it's disturbing because if these posters are being placed all around the country by Scottish police and Scottish government and using words like dear homophobes or dear transphobes, as, as you say, Bill, I mean, that is, that's almost unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, of course. I mean, you know, it's the whole bizarre thing, the the hypocrisy here. That's, you know, that is as much as anything. Uh, who's doing the hating? Who's being intolerant? Who's being uh, in favor of a coerced conformity instead of real diversity? Simply read these posters and we know immediately. It's the Scottish government, the Scottish police, and the powers that be that are saying we do not actually accept diversity. We are not actually intolerant. We are not worried about hate speech. In fact, we're going to call you every name in the book. If you have a different view of what is politically correct, you're obviously a a phobic, narrow-minded, intolerant bigot. Uh, Gee, that kind of sounds hateful to me. So, you know, it's not just the madness of all this, but the absolute double standards where governments are going to target you if you're not being tolerant enough. Uh, Imagine that, intolerantly targeting those who they deem not to be tolerant. Uh, This is brave new world stuff. It is absolutely mind-boggling. And, uh, wow, it's getting worse by the day. And, Bill, there's a second example that you have uh, touched on in your latest article. Uh, This one comes from England, Yes, uh, look, there'd be dozens of these examples, but uh, both of these have just appeared in the last day or two. Uh, This one comes from Manchester, where primary schools, uh, students are being given assignments on basically how to uh, write gay love letters in order to promote diversity. So six-year-old kids being told, uh, this is your assignment, 
uh, let's write about uh, gay love and gay sex and oh, how good this is so that we can show how into diversity we are. Now, that sounds to me like propaganda. That sounds like indoctrination. Certainly sounds like the sexualization of our children, six-year-olds. They should be learning how to read and write, you know, arithmetic. The three R's would be a good start. But no, they're being forced to uh, have these uh, pro-homosexual uh, activities, all in the name of diversity. Well, what about those uh, who are uncomfortable with the homosexual lifestyle or see it as not being quite healthy and good for society? Where's our diversity? Where's the diversity of the parents who may not want their children being having this stuff crammed down their throats? So that's just another example of uh, political correctness gone mad, children in the crosshairs being targeted, and the activists are in cahoots with the government. They're just forcing their agenda on hapless, helpless kids, uh, and it seems like parents can't do anything about it. And you quote a school teacher as saying that they believe it's important for children to learn about gay marriage at a young age because those same children are going out into the world to find this diversity around them. There is a certain attitude that teachers and educators might have about that, but the consequences are very significant. Well, it's pushing stuff into the poor kids' minds that they never ordinarily would think about. I mean, there's all kinds of social problems in the world. Some people use crack cocaine. Should we be be giving little six-year-old Johnny and Jenny lessons on uh, using crack cocaine? Because after all, you're going to grow up into a world where this is all around you. So let's get into it now. There's rape. There's murder. There's all kinds of stuff out there. But uh, that's not, I would have thought, the stuff poor little six-year-olds should be focusing on in their education. So this is just a lot of uh, indoctrination. And as I quote in my article, all the great dictators of the past have known the exact value of targeting children at the very youngest of age. Lenin talked about this. Hitler talked about this. They spoke of the need to get children taken away from their parents and reach them in schools with state propaganda. Well, sounds to me exactly like what we find in the UK and much of the West. We haven't really learned the lessons of history, it seems. Well, Bill, we hear of these examples coming to us from overseas. We recognise our Australian context is a little more sheltered than some of these places like the UK. I wonder what your thoughts might be on whether these things are coming upon us in Australia or whether there are some things that need to happen to perhaps inhibit or prohibit those things from coming here. Well, sadly, they already are here, uh, maybe not quite as overt, but fully here in the same way. We have uh, all kinds of people calling for hate speech laws and so on in Australia. As far as educating children, we have things like the Australian Education Union, who have been pushing the exact same things for years. In fact, in my earlier book on homosexuality strained relations, I quoted the AEU on this very matter something like 30 years ago already. They were arguing for mandatory pro-homosexual lessons for primary school kids. And they were saying any parent or student or teacher who wanted to opt out should be punished by the force of the law. So 
this was the Australian Education Union decades ago calling for this. And of course, now we have mandatory safe schools and the like in Victoria and elsewhere. So in a sense, we're already there. It's not a question of when is it going to come here. It already is. It's a question of how much worse it's going to get until Australians wake up and start fighting back. Well, Bill, I'll point listeners to this latest article of yours. It's entitled PC Repression, Hate is Now Love and Love is Now Hate. And listeners can access that article by Bill Muhlenberg at BillMuhlenberg.com or you can simply Google Culture Watch one word and you'll find the latest articles from Bill Muhlenberg. Bill, thanks so much for taking some time to update us once again today on 2020. Always a pleasure. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.